Good morning, church. It is good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. And right there is a powerful message that could just be the message for the day. You can have the power and not have the power because you don't turn it on. And uh, that's, that's a simple lesson, but a very profound one. Um, this morning, I want to give the highest honor to Almighty God. I want to recognize that we are in the presence of our sovereign King. Amen? Amen. We are in the presence of the Lord of Lords, the presence of the Lion of the tribe of Judah, and the fetter-breaking God, and the strong deliverer, and the Prince of Peace. Oh, Lord, have mercy. We are in the presence of our King this morning. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I want to greet those of us who are, those who are joining us online. We thank you for tuning in this morning. And our prayer is that as we experience the power of God in this place, that wherever you are, you will experience him also. This morning, I want to talk to you for a few minutes about being known by our fruit. And it's something that we often breeze over. And we forget that how we show up, how we present is important because of who we represent. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. It's important. So today, for the few minutes that we share together, I hope and pray that your hearts will be encouraged you will go home challenged and blessed. You will go home having left something here with the Lord and taken something home to enrich your soul. That's the prayer of my heart today. Known by your fruit. Years ago, I was at a family wedding. And one of my dad's many nicknames, he has many, but we're not going to go down that road. One of his nicknames is Buster. And I was at a family wedding and this lady came up to me out of the blue and she said to me, you must be Miss Buster. And one half of me thought, what a cheek. And the other half thought, hold on a minute. How do you know that? Who, how do you know me? How can you be so certain? And I went back to my dad and I said, Dad, there's a lady that's calling me Miss Buster. And I don't know who she is. And straight away, my dad was able to identify who that would be. And he said, she knows who you are. She's looked at you and she knows who you are. That's a message I carry with me because this woman knew me because I looked like my dad. She spotted me from across the room because I looked like my dad. She had no query about who I was because I looked like my dad. And with that same token this morning, I want to look like my heavenly father. I want to be so identifiable that wherever I go, somebody looks at me and knows who I am. There's never a question about who I stand for, who I believe in, who I live for, who I live by, because people look at me and know who I am. I want us, Northside Church, to be a church that looks like its father. 
I want us to be a people that wherever we go, we look like him. That people look at you from across the room and they know something about you. Instantly they know who you are. When you walk through the supermarket, people know something about you. When you sit at your desk in the office, people know there's something about you. Today, this morning, my prayer and my hope is that we leave this place with an intense desire to be known by our fruits because of where our fruits come from. May God bless you today as we journey for a few moments. I pray that everyone in this room has a nugget to take home. That God will do what only he can do with his word and make it what it needs to be just for you. Gift wrapped just for you. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you this morning. Hearts humbled, hearts bowed. We just sang that we surrender all. As Pastor Joel shared, easy to sing sometimes, often challenging to do. But Father, we come into your presence this morning recognizing that you are present with us, that you love us so much that you continue to look beyond our faults and see our needs. And as we gather in this place today, Father, we need a word from you. We need to hear from you. We need to be touched by you afresh. We need a fresh blessing for today. Yesterday is gone. Today we're in need. God, would you speak to our hearts today as we look at your word and look full in your face. Let the things of this world grow strangely dim. Father, have your way this morning. In the name of Jesus Christ, our risen Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. The title I've given today is known by your fruit. And the main point is that it is always God's plan for us to be fruitful. But we have an active part to play in that success. As we engage in this partnership, the fruit from our lives will identify who we are. Can I say that again? Come on, y'all. Let's not have this lesson again this morning. We, I don't talk at you. You know this. We talk together. So if Rose says something, it's because I want you to respond. Is that okay? All right. Praise the Lord. So let's try that again. Is it okay if I read that again? Oh, praise God. See what happens when we just part partnership, your partnership. Praise the Lord. It is God's plan and was always God's plan that we be fruitful. But we have an active part to play to ensure success. As we engage in this partnership, the fruit from our lives will identify who we are. Praise the Lord. Amen. We're going to begin our scripture reading this morning in the book of Psalm, chapter 1. And such a small psalm, simple psalm, but packs a punch, I feel. And it's just going to set us up for our conversation this morning, okay? 
Praise the Lord. Psalm chapter one. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. Because of that, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and wherever, whatever he does shall prosper. Amen to the word of God. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. There's a couple of things that I hope to touch on with you this morning, and we're just going to line those up so we know where we're going. The first one is, to be fruitful requires a healthy environment. Amen? Amen. Oh, praise the name of Jesus. And to be fruitful requires an abiding presence. And to be fruitful is our God-given calling. To be fruitful requires a healthy environment. Just like a plant needs a few things to get going and keep going, so do we as children of the living God. I have my dear friend, Sister Sonia Conti, sitting down here on my left, who, as you know, works and runs the farm, plants and grows many things, goes through the seasons, and she can tell us more about what that would look like. But the basic things that are necessary, a plant needs water, plant needs air, plant needs space, plant needs nutrients, and if it doesn't get these things, it will die. And so it's important that when we're growing things, that we create the right environment for them to thrive. Now, I've said this more than once from this pulpit, but I'm going to say it again. I am not green-fingered. Unfortunately, every time I try and grow something, it dies. And the Lord knows I try. Uh, my daughter, bless her heart, she laughs at me all the time. She says, Mom. I said, LaShawn, I'm trying. But it, I, just, I just don't get it right, Sonia. I try and it just dies. But you know what? I, I serve a God who can change things. Amen? I serve a God who's a miracle working God. And if he could raise Jesus from the dead, good Lord, I must be able to grow a plant. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Amen. And so I, I acquired a plant. God help me. I don't know why I did it. But I acquired a plant. The opportunity came up. And there was this beautiful plant. And I took it home. And I said, okay, we're going to try this thing again. Lord, help me. I went. First, I spoke to the Lord. And I said, God, I'm going to need your help here because I don't want my child to come back and tell me, Mom, you did it again. And so I said, Lord, I, I need you to help me here. And then after I finished talking to the Lord, I talked to the plant. Yes, I did, because I was told that talking to the plant is helpful. They are encouraged by words. I said, all right, we're going to do it. So I went, yes, Louis, I talked to the plant. And I said, listen here, plant, 
you and I need to have a moment because I'm stepping out in faith right here. And I refuse to allow you to make me look bad. So I'm asking you nicely, would you grow? Would you just grow and bear some fruit? And allow me to testify to the goodness of God and his faithfulness towards me. And I believe the plant said, okay. So we we got to caring for the plant. And you know, prayer changes things, y'all. I want you to know, prayer changes things. Because really, this plant should be dead. And I, I almost drowned it one day. Oh, it was just painful. But I remembered my prayer. I said, God, help me. And so I've been watching this plant and trying to care for this plant. And the kids have been helping me to care for this plant. They say to me, Mom, did you water it today? Did you check on it today? And I want to report by the power of the Holy Spirit. Oh, my God. Somebody clap your hands for me right now. Praise God, the plant is living. I am so thankful to the Lord. And not only is it living, but it is bearing. Clap your hands for the Lord Jesus. It is bearing fruit. I have taken fruit from my plant and I have been able to cook a meal for my husband using the fruit of my plant. Somebody ought to rejoice. Hallelujah. We can smile about these things, but there's a very serious message there that it took care. It took investment on my part. Let me tell you, I had to invest myself because I only know how to kill a plant. I don't know how to let it survive. But this plant is bearing fruit. And I looked at, I went and I looked at it the other day. And I had to say, God, thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for showing me that if I make this investment, if I am willing to make the time to nurture this plant, to care for this plant, to love this plant, it will bring forth fruit in its season. And this thing started to pop fruit. I was like, what? But that is the God that we serve. He's a fruit-bearing God. And that is what God wants to do in each of our lives. He wants us to be fruitful. We need, we were called to be fruitful. But in order to be fruitful, we need a healthy environment. What does that look like? What's a healthy environment? Psalm 1 said again, bless the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. And the ungodly there also means wicked. Nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. The company that we keep is important. If you want to thrive in a particular area, you draw close to people who are like-minded. If I want to experience the fullness of who God is, I draw into the company of people who are like-minded. If I want to experience 
the power of the living God in my life, I draw close to the people who are also doing that. Getting into the correct environment is a necessary element for good development and growth. If you want to know more of Jesus, be more like Jesus, sound like Jesus and look like Jesus, if you don't find yourself in that kind of environment, that won't rub off on you. If you want to learn how to pray and seek God's face, come to prayer meeting. Get around people who want to pray and seek God's face. Walking in the right path with people who have the same desire is what is going to help us get to the correct destination. If I don't journey with the right people, I'm not going to have the right attitude. And I'm not going to bear the correct fruit because the fruit that will form in me will not be healthy fruit. I want to be a fruit that stands out. I want to be a fruit that represents who Jesus is. I want to be the kind of fruit that people want to draw near to. That's what God called us to do. Not to be hidden, but to be in our communities, in our places where God has placed us, to be effective witnesses for him. So let's not stand in the seats and the ways of the scornful or the bitter or the angry or the unkind. Let's strive to find ourselves in the company of good community. Company of people who are striving as we all are this morning. Striving to be more like Jesus. Striving to be the kind of fruit that bring health to others. Let's look at the path we're walking in. Let's look at the environment that we are drawing to because that will determine how we develop. If we jump from there to John chapter 15, scripture that talks about the vine, one that we have heard of often. I'm gonna jump to verse five, if I may, where Jesus says, I, Jesus, am the vine, and you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch, and is withered, and they gather them up, and throw them into the fire. We need to abide in the Lord Jesus. That's the healthy environment. Time in the presence of the Lord. Time connected to the vine. Time where we are feasting and feeding and growing strong. The Bible says if we don't abide in him, we can't do anything because we are powerless. Jesus Christ is our source. He's where we draw from. He's where we find hope and health and wholeness. All the good things are found in him. 
So if we don't draw near to him, if we don't remain connected to the vine, how do we bear fruit? That's why the Bible says without him, we can do... Oh, come on, y'all. Without him, we can do... So we need Jesus. We need to stay correct, connected to Jesus. We need to stay lining up with the vine. Because that is where our health, our source, and all of what we need comes from. Being connected to the vine is transformative and productive. We can have complete safety and security when we are connected to him. In him, we are loved. In him, we are cared for. In him, we are protected. In him, we are nourished. All that we need is found in him. The right environment for us to thrive. I think we know when we're not in the right environment. I know I do. There are some things that come across the TV and they just don't edify my soul. In fact, I feel them drain me and I say, "Mm, that's not for me. I can't watch that. That's not feeding my spirit. It's taken from me. So that's not a healthy environment. I can't thrive in those places. And so I have to make the decision to recognize that's not where I should be. I need to back away from that and draw closer to the vine and begin to draw more from him and less from other sources. Because Jesus is the only one that feeds and nourishes. Everything else takes and eventually destroys. And so the Lord is calling us this morning, draw from the vine, draw from the vine. That's where the life-giving source is. Let's draw from the vine this morning, a healthy environment. And to be fruitful, to have that, when we get into that healthy environment, it's easy sometimes to just pop in and pop out. But when you pop in, it's a, short, it's a quick fix. You have a quick buzz and then it's gone. But we're talking about abiding and abiding presence. That means it's not often a quick thing. In fact, it's not quick. The production of fruit takes process, takes time. We have to be willing to spend the time. To be fruitful requires an abiding presence. Spending time with the Lord. Spending time in the word. I don't know about you, but when I'm not spending enough time, I feel it. It tells. I struggle more because I don't have the resource. I, I can't draw because I've let my, my, my store go down. We have to 
strive for the abiding presence. Sometimes it's not easy to abide. Sometimes it takes more than you feel like you have to abide. But I want to encourage you this morning. It's worth the cost to abide in the presence of the Lord. Because it's the abiding presence that makes the difference. It's the abiding presence where we draw on the power source. And he fills up the reserves. Some time ago, I, I, I wasn't feeling very well and I went to the doctor and the results came back that my iron had plummeted. And she said to me, you know, all of your stores are depleted. She said, no wonder you're feeling the way you are because you have nothing to draw from. And I said, my goodness, I, I had no idea. And she says, no, we need to get them up. We need to refill the stores. You need to have places where you, when you run a little low, you know where you can go for a top up. You know where you can draw. But if there are no stores, you're in problems. Dangerous place to be. And so this morning, I want to encourage you people of God to invest in the abiding presence of the Lord. Psalm 1 and verse 2 says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. It takes time. It costs time and effort to draw close to Jesus. He's done all the heavy lifting. But remember what we said at the beginning, this is partnership. We've come into partnership with him. He has done his part and continues to, so we need to do ours. Spending time in the law of the Lord, and the scripture returns, refers to the law of the Lord here, it's talking about the Old Testament, the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible that the children of Israel had as the law and often turned away from. But the encouragement there was that's how we draw from the presence. Spending time in his word. If you want to know about who this God is, read the word. That's where he is. That's why, where we find his profile. That's where we find his character. That's where we find who he is. That's where we find where we want to be. It's in the word. So let's meditate on the word of God day and night. The law is referring to the Pentateuch, as I said, the law expressing God pointing out his path of life in fellowship with him. That's what we're called to. And here in scripture, when it says meditate, and I really like this one, it means to mumble or to speak to oneself. And I, I was looking at that and I was, mumble, speak to yourself. It's the biblical definition of meditating is literally reading the word, speaking the word to yourself and it goes around and becomes a part of you. That's the difference between scanning and meditating. We can scan a word and get the cliff notes, but when you meditate on something, when you meditate on the word of God, 
you get into the word and the word gets into you and you become symbiont. The more that you read the word and study the word and mumble the word and speak the word and enjoy the word and ingest the word, the word becomes a part of you. That's the abiding presence. Not skipping in and skipping out, but spending time Spending time, and I know there are challenges. I know that life is busy. But this is our call today. To investigate and spend time in the presence. Get to understand the abiding presence. Make that a part of our daily routine so that we are growing stronger every day. So that we will be able to stand and having done all to stand, because the word is what makes us up. John 15, verse one and four, one to four, sorry. The word of God says, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. I am the vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. In this verse, when the Bible says in me, it's speaking of deep abiding fellowship. It's talking about a deep connection with God, what we were just talking about, that comes over time. The more time we spend with him, the more like him we become. Let me say that again for you. The more time we spend with him is the more like him we become. We begin to take on his attributes and his character We begin to speak the way he speaks. We begin to posture the way he postures. Why? Because we're abiding. I've been married for 25 years. And when I met Mike, he had his little habits and I had mine. But you know what I've noticed over time? Some of the things only he used to do. I'm doing them. And vice versa. And it happens naturally because of quality time spent. It's not hard work when you're all in. It just happens. And if we are all in the presence of God, or if we are all in, tied up, wrapped up with the vine, naturally we begin to take on the characteristics of the vine. Amen? Amen. Come on and clap your hands. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. It means to dwell. It means to stay. It means to settle for a while. It means to go deeper. These are all abiding. That's what it means to abide. I, I'm, 
I can dip in and dip out. It's easy. Oh, you know, you say to somebody, I'll pop by. You pop in. You grab your things, you're gone. But there's a, there's a visit. There's sometimes you go and you have a visit with some people. And you spend a while. And you like the company. So you invest your time as they invest theirs. And then you experience an exchange. Because you walk away with something and you leave something with them. Pastor Joel was talking about that earlier on. And this is a mirror of what it means to abide in the presence. Because when you enter the presence, you have room to leave the things that you don't need, that you can't manage, that you can't handle, that God knows all about. That's where we leave them. And then we enter a process of abiding. Quality time, soaking time, listening time, drawing time, a time when our bodies, our spirit and our souls are nourished by the presence of the Lord because his presence shines on you like the sun from the sky. I come from West Indian parentage. My parents are Jamaican, were Jamaican. And I tell you, whenever I go back to Jamaica, there's something about being in the Jamaican sun. Oh, I tell you, when it, when it soaks you, and when you feel it to your very core, when your skin responds and your body responds, your entire being responds, I so look forward to going home because as I step off the plane, I know I'm home. And when I feel the warm sun on my skin, let me tell you something, when I come back from a couple of weeks in Jamaica, I look good. And I feel good. And I'm not ashamed to tell you. Because there's a whole lot of good stuff that happens down there. And my body is refreshed and replenished. And I feel like I can come back and do another couple of years in the cold. I'm ready. And I say that to say, I compare it to being in the presence of the Son of God. When you step down into his presence and the power of his being falls on you and you begin to feel the warmth of the Holy Spirit working through your body. It does something to you on the inside. You can't be the same when you spend quality time with Jesus. And if somebody told you that, it's not true. I am a living testimony that you cannot be the same when you spend quality time in the presence of God. Because that's where change happens. That's where God straightens up and sorts things out. That's when God separates you from the things that aren't beneficial to you. That's where God relieves you of the things that make extra weight for you. That's where God straightens those crooked paths. It's in the presence. When you come out of the presence, you stand up and you fly right because God has done a work on you. Just like when my husband comes back from the chiropractor. Oh Lord. Sorry, babe, I gotta talk about this for just a minute. I love it. Michael gets excited when he's going to the chiropractor because he knows he's gonna get what he calls a lineup. 
And he gets himself ready and he goes off. And when he comes back, y'all, I have to tell you the truth. He walks different. He's been straightened up and lined up and homeboy walks different. He has a different pep in his step. Because all that was out of alignment is in coming to alignment now. Straighten up and doing nicely. And this is what it means for us. Stepping into the presence of God. The place where all that is out of line is brought back into line. All that is out of place is set right. That's what being in the presence does. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise God. The abiding presence of God. And finally, we move to the last point. To be fruitful is our call. That was what God had planned from the beginning of time. When he said to Adam and Eve, go forth, be fruitful, multiply. It was always God's plan that we would be fruitful. And today, in this new covenant, we're called to be fruitful to spread the gospel and to win the lost. We weren't called here to look pretty. Although we do, praise the Lord. Um, That's not what it's about. There's a call on every life in this place to affect lives other than your own. There's a call on your life to carry Jesus and deposit him where he's needed. There's a call on your life to bear fruit that will go on to make more fruit. Known, being known by your fruit. Being known by your fruit. We are all positioned in different places. Work, life is different. But you're placed somewhere for God's glory. You were placed somewhere because God was needed in that place. And the fruit that has been developing in your life is needed where God has planted you. That's the call on my life. That's the call on your life. Don't take for granted that you're simply at your job. It's not the case. I want to let you know today that you are placed wherever you are placed by divine positioning. Because somebody or some people where you are need to taste and see that the Lord is good. So it's important that the fruit we are carrying has been well developed. And that's how we develop the fruit. We talked about that, the healthy environment, the abiding presence, those things, those actions bring about the good fruit in our lives. People ought to wonder about you, not because you're problematic, not because you give issues, but people ought to wonder what it is about you that makes you different. What is it about you that allows you to smile when 
everything is chaotic, when everything is failing, when everybody else is running for the hills, you stand still and you say, I know my God is faithful. People ought to wonder about who we are and become curious and want to draw near to you and want to taste the fruit from your life. What kind of fruit is that? Have you ever seen a really lovely bunch of fruit? And from afar, it looks fantastic. And you think, I'm going to have that. <sighs> then you get closer. And it's not as great as you thought it was. We don't want to be that kind of fruit. We want to be the kind of fruit that from afar looks fantastic. And when you get closer, it's even better. We want to be the kind of fruit that people just don't want to taste. They want to gobble you up. Clap your hands, that's all right. That's the kind of fruit I want to be. I want to be a representation of who Jesus is. I want that when people come across one of us, wherever it might be, there's such a desire to draw near because there's something that you're carrying that they want some of. Because we bear the characteristics of who Jesus is. Because we are bearing the fruit of the spirit of the living God. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Sorry, I'm King James. Yeah, you're wondering what she's talking about, I'm King James. Um, but those are the fruit of the spirit that we ought to be bearing in our lives. Not fruits. You're not talking about separate fruits. We're talking about one fruit, nine segments. They are all who Jesus is. And they should be all that we want to be. Let me just read these last few verses. We're coming down. Praise the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, I've lost my place. I'm over here. So to be fruitful is our calling. Psalm 1 and 3 tells us that if we do all the things we're supposed to be doing, we shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever it does shall prosper. I also like the way that Jeremiah 17 and 8 says it. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when he comes. Its leaves are always green and has no worries in the year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. Being in Jesus does not mean there are no challenges. Challenges come. 
And there are different times of drought that come into our lives. It can look different for each of us. Drought could look like sickness, real serious illness in the family. Drought could be financial strain, not knowing how we're going to get over. Drought could be a prodigal that you've been praying for and not seeing the results you hope to see. And drought can just be a time where you feel disconnected from the vine. But I am so thankful this morning that because of Jesus and his love for us, he makes us weatherproof. He makes us able to stand when things are really tough. He makes us able to journey when we feel like we are done. When you can't go another step, Jesus says, I'm right here. You hear him whisper, you can do this because I'm right here. I have never left you. I told you in my word, I will neither leave you nor forsake you. I am right here. Jesus is present with us. Jesus allows us to not only face, but to journey through the season of drought. And after we journey through the season of drought, he allows us to be fruitful even then. Why? Because of roots that go down deep. Because while we were abiding, we were building stores. A tree has many different kinds of roots, but there's one root that I, I want to mention today, and I, I like this root. It's called a tap root. It's a hearty root. It's a strong root, and it goes down. It's a root that serves to anchor the tree and also hold reserve for when it's needed. Because of that root, when the drought seasons come, we will stand. When the drought seasons come, we will not falter, we will not fail. We will stand. Yes, it will be difficult. Yes, it will be hard. But God, through Jesus, is ever faithful and is a constant friend and guide. And when God sees you need a little propping up on this side, that's where he'll be. And when you need him on the other, that's where he'll be. But we must be connected. We must be plugged in. We must do our part to create the healthy environment in which we can thrive. We must commit to the abiding presence of God because if we do not abide, 
we will never thrive. And we are called to be fruitful. We are called to stand out and to represent our Savior. We are called to bear the fruit that brings life and health to those around us. As we return to this week, as you go back to work, I want you to go with a different perspective. I want you to consider that God has made you the postman for your place of work, the delivery person for your place of work. He has created fruit in you that is needed where he sends you. I wonder if we would consider this morning the importance of being known by our fruit. I rode a train some years ago and I'm closing and a gentleman was watching me on the train. The train was pretty full and I wasn't afraid. I didn't think anything of it, but I watched him and as the train emptied, I found a seat and I sat. And he found a seat and sat opposite me. And I said, uh-oh, okay. I'm gonna have to ask a question because you, you, dude, you're getting too close. So I need to know what's going on. And in the church I was raised, my family was very well known. And I just believe that it's probably that he recognizes me from the church circuit. And so I said, I'm gonna be bold enough and I'm gonna ask him, because what's the worst that he can say? And I looked at him and I said, hello, sir, good morning. Do you recognize the face? And he sat back in his seat and he said, no. And instantly I thought, okay, shame. And then he said, yes, there was an instant of embarrassment. He then said to me, he leant forward and he said, no, I recognize the Christ. Well, I floated to work that day. Nothing could bother me. Didn't matter what happened. But I say all that to say, it was one of the most humbling points of my life. I had never seen this man before. But he saw Jesus in me. So my prayer is today, God, would I be known by my fruit, fruit that has been developed by being plugged in to the vine. That's the prayer for me and that's my prayer for all of us this morning. That we are called to be fruitful. Would we know that in our hearts? Would it not just be words, something we let roll off our backs, but would it become an integral part of who we are, knowing that we are called to live fruitful lives to the glory and to the honor of God? And we can only do that by staying connected to the vine, which is the life-giving source. 
the fruit of our lives will tell how we journey. Church, can we commit this morning to be a church that journeys well? To desire to be plugged in, connected to, wrapped up and tied up and all kind of thing with the vine. Would we commit to that this morning? So that when people look at us, they see Jesus. They see there's something about that life that I want. That's the prayer of our hearts. That's the prayer of my heart this morning. And I pray that for you. That we, Northside, would be known by our fruit. Wherever you go, wherever God places you, that your fruit would show. That we would have overhanging fruit. That people will be able to pick and enjoy and create a hunger for the way in which they can have such fruit. Amen? Amen. Amen. I pray this morning that something from the word would have encouraged your heart and challenged your heart. And I want to challenge you as I challenge myself this morning. Come on, church. Let us be known by our fruit. Wherever we go, let's be juicy. Let's be juicy. Let's stand out for the Lord Jesus. Let's be the kind of fruit that people want to draw near to. They want to pick, they want to taste and see, they want to eat, they want more of because of the stuff that we carry inside. Would you stand with me? If you can. God bless you, Ruby. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Just bow your heads. Concentrate your heart upon him. I pray that the Lord would be speaking to you even now. Where is that place that God is laying on your heart this week that he wants you to go lay some fruit? A place he wants you to make sure you are fruitful. What is he calling us to this week? Father, we are so grateful to be in your presence. We worship you, we adore you, we bow down before you, Son of God. We are so humbled by your presence today. God, as we have shared a few moments about the fruit, God, would you touch our lives? Would you minister to each one of us? And would you help us, Lord, to walk in your ways? Lord, would you help us, Father, to do our part to create the healthy environment so that we can thrive for your glory and for the furtherance of your kingdom? God, would we contend for the abiding presence? And would we purpose in our hearts to walk out our calling which is to be fruitful for you. God help us this morning to be known by our fruit which comes from you. Father, we give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you.